If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Good evening to all of my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 25 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but the Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on this Sunday, December 8th, 2019. Let's get things started right away by, as always, giving our first of many shout-outs today to the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, you name it. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab, guys. All right. Episode 25 is here. We've got a lot to talk about this week, mainly. The man of the week is Garrett Cole. Of course, there's been a lot of news surrounding him throughout the week. And guess what? For our second segment, which, as you know, as always, is our poll segment on Twitter and Instagram, that's who the poll's about, Garrett Cole, because... Who else is there to really talk about this week other than the man himself who is rumored to be the big signing for the Yankees coming up? Rumored. I'm saying rumored because it bothers a lot of people, apparently. You know, not not everybody, but it bothers some people that a lot of others are very excited for his potential signing. So I'll just say rumors because that is what they are, you know, but... There's just been a lot of reports and a lot of rumors about their meeting. It was over four hours long. Certain people like Andy Pettit attended and things like that. But there's been a lot of news. And the entire news outlet for the Yankees this week has basically been Garrett Cole. So that's who we're going to talk about today. And again, that's who the poll was on. So let's get into this week's poll that I posted on Twitter and Instagram. Got some pretty good action on both, as always, especially on Twitter. We're around 300 votes right now. So we could get some good results for this poll. So here's this week's poll question. If the Yankees are to sign Garrett Cole, would you say he is the piece that puts them over to win in 2020? So I know a lot of people are very excited about Garrett Cole, and I wanted to see what people think about this question, because I think it's a valid question to ask. A lot of people seem to think that Garrett Cole is the next coming of Christ for the Yankees. And a lot of other people see him as, yeah, that's good, but there are some things that need to be solved. And other people are like, well, and I don't really see anybody thinking this way. And if you do think this way, I think you need to reevaluate things. But nonetheless, some other people might be saying, eh, it's whatever. It's another signing. But regardless, I wanted to see what was on your mind as far as if the Yankees were to get him. Because a lot of people believe that the Yankees are set up as far as the bullpen, even the offense. And some people might not think in any of those aspects. And a lot of people may believe this is the last piece of the puzzle. And if they get him, they got the World Series in the bag. And some others may disagree. So I felt that this was a good question to ask for this week. Since Garrett Cole is, again, the main topic of discussion. So, again, the question once more. If the Yankees are to sign Garrett Cole, would you say he is the piece that puts them over to win in 2020? Here are the results. Of course, the choices were yes or no, and 81% of you of around the 300 votes so far, so that's a good amount of people to say that these results are pretty solid, 81% voted yes, and 19% voted no. 19% of you. 
said that you believe this isn't the final piece of the puzzle that nearly guarantees them or does guarantee them a 2020 World Series victory. And 81% of you are confident, at least a bit, that this at least really, really increases their chances to win or even almost guarantees it. It's in the bag for 2020, they say. So, of course, we got a lot of replies. Let's get right into it. So we've got a lot of replies on Twitter. We got a few on Instagram. We'll get into it all now. Let's keep things rolling. First up on Twitter, we have at MountainGal456. Shout out to my good friend Tina. She's a great listener of Yapping Yankees. Here's what she had to say. She said, I'll vote yes, as he will certainly strengthen the team and can certainly help us. But let me ask you this. Will the hitting with Cole on our team put us over the top? I believe Boone said we didn't lose the series because of pitching. He will help us go further, no doubt. And I definitely agree with that. And I and I did see that throughout the comments, I definitely did see that a lot of people cited the fact that the Yankees lost the ALCS mainly because of the lack of hitting, especially with the runners in scoring position, all the blown opportunities. And I could not agree more with that. But I certainly do think that a big factor in it could have also been the Astros possibly seeing the bullpen too much because of lack of length from starting pitchers. I think that could certainly be an aspect of it. But mainly, I do agree that the Yankees have really struggled with runners in scoring position and hitting overall when it comes to the postseason, even going back to 2018 in the American League Division Series against the Red Sox. So getting some rallies together in certain games, fine. Even that's a struggle for them in some playoff games. But other games, they did get a lot of traffic, like against Garrett Cole himself in Yankee Stadium in the 2019 ALCS against the Astros. They got plenty of traffic on the bases. They just could not drive in runs for the lives of them. If they had a gun to their head, they couldn't drive in a run. But nonetheless, there were also games where they struggled to even seemingly get any traffic on the bases. So it depended on the game. But certainly lack of hitting, a big, big reason as to why the Yankees lost the 2019 ALCS. And you can even tell me that's a big reason why they lost the 2018 ALDS. And I believe one of the comments on this poll was even citing that. In even 2018, it was a struggle. So let's keep on moving along here. Thank you for the comment, Tina. Then we had at the goat underscore 12. Yes. Why? Because we lack an ace. Sevy isn't an ace. He has ace stuff, but he wasn't an ace last postseason. So we need that dominant pitcher in Cole to shut down everyone. And I agree with that. You know, Severino definitely has ace stuff, and I certainly think that the injuries throughout last year, it certainly didn't help him. It threw things off, and I think that he could have had a really, really solid year under his belt if he prevented those injuries. Of course, you can't help injuries a lot of the time. It's just what happens. But nonetheless, I think last season's injuries really just slowed things down for him. It was really unfortunate the way that it went and how he missed so much of the year. But, you know, he still came back and he did he did fine for the most part. But I really think 2020 is the year where he's really going to have to prove himself. Really prove that you could stay on the field. And really prove that you can find consistency. If you have a whole season under your belt, prove that you won't burn out in the second half like you did in 2018. Prove that you can go out there and be reliable in the playoffs. So, I get what you're saying about Severino. And I think definitely getting a Garrett Cole-esque pitcher like Garrett Cole himself, of course, I think that that certainly helps in getting a legitimate ace. Throwing someone out there that you can say, yeah, they're going to do great. Almost like postseason Tanaka, which I know some of you still refuse to believe in it, but I don't know what else you need to believe in it because <laughs> he, he's just done great in the playoffs. Another story for another day, though. But I'm just throwing out examples here as far as pitchers that are reliable that the Yankees could throw out there. And Garrett Cole could be one of them if he comes here. So I definitely understand that reasoning. Thank you very much for that comment. Then up next we had at Bobby Tat 631 
Having an ace that can go deep into games will lessen the innings on the bullpen, leaving Boone the ability to mix and match later in the games. Cole is the key to 28. Well, obviously, Bobby believes that if Garrett Cole comes here, then that's it. It's in the bag for 2020. Then up next, we had at Anime Soldier 01, my good friend James from Twitter. He said, half and half. I voted yes because it weakens Houston, but pitching was not the problem. The inability to hit with runners in scoring position hurt us. That has to change, but Cole with us helps likely getting to the World Series. And you definitely got a point there, James. I mean, getting Cole to the Yankees certainly doesn't hurt the chances. <laughs> At least I don't think so. So I definitely understand that. Up next, we had my good friend Jell at Little Jell. Be sure to follow her. She's absolutely fantastic on Twitter. She said, while I think the Yankees signing Cole certainly makes them a better team and therefore increases their chances of winning the World Series, two years in a row, the team struggled to hit with runners in scoring position in the playoffs. They have to find a way to fix that or they'll have the same result. And yes, Jell, I just remembered, you are the one that cited even back in 2018 in the American League Division Series against the Red Sox that was struggling on offense. So yes, you are correct about that. And yeah, absolutely. If they continue to struggle with runners in scoring position, there's no doubt they're still going to have trouble in the playoffs no matter who they have on the mound or how long they can go into a game. If they can't hit with runners in scoring position or get traffic on the bases, hit when they need to, you're 100% right. They'll get the same results. Then we had also another good friend of mine on Twitter, Laura Eismont, at Laura underscore Eismont, says, I voted yes, but I'm more so 50-50. Seems a lot of the yes votes are 50-50, but that's fine. He'll help out the pitching by going longer into the games and lessen the burden on the bullpen. While that's good, the rest of the team needs to step up, especially on offense with runners in scoring position. So again, a lot of echoing on that sentiment with runners in scoring position, as there should be. I couldn't agree more with that, and that, again was the main downfall in this past American League Championship Series against the Astros, so I'm not going to argue that. Then we had at the Rick 4444 says, A starting pitcher that can go eight innings in the playoffs will take pressure off our bullpen. Bullpenning allows hitters to see their stuff more frequently, thus becoming less effective. Also, our hitters will feed off of the confidence that Cole brings on the mound. Confidence breeds positive runners in scoring position. And perhaps it could. I mean, that's, all, that's something that you could see only when the time comes. And also, it depends on the team. If they certainly feed off the energy that Cole brings, if he goes out there and tosses eight scoreless frames, it's just an absolute gem, maybe that does motivate them to score some more and pushes them further. Then we had at Tegan Graham 23. He said, I hate that I'm commending this man at all, but John Smoltz was right. <laughs> Boone kept going to the bullpen early in games, and the Astros saw a lot of our guys, and they were able to get used to them and their signs. That poor trash can. <laughs> that is fantastic. A plus for that, Tegan. <laughs> but that poor trash can. All right, let's continue. With, <laughs> with Cole, we will get more length out of our starters. That means less bullpen usage, and with less bullpen usage, the bullpen will be that much better against everyone else. Also, I think someone else said this, but it also means the Astros don't have Cole either. So again, weakening the Astros by them losing Cole. That's certainly, that's a fact. But that, and their signs, that poor trash can, I can't get over that. That might be the comment of the week, guys. I'm sorry. If, if you were one of the ones that left comments, you're like, yeah, that was great insight. And yeah, all of you had great insight. You do every week. I'm, I'm glad to have the followers and the listeners that I do. But my God, I think that deserves the comment of the week. Those poor trash cans. <laughs> Let's keep on going. Thank you, Tegan, for the laugh and the comment. Thank you. Then we had at Nelly Nell 51, 57, 3. 
No, the outfield is a mess. Still a few free agents still need to be signed. Sevu is good, but when he's off, he's off. Paxton the same. We have to hope for the best. If this all happens, Cole will make a huge impact and perhaps will be the edge we needed. Definitely going to give us an edge regardless. And I, I and I even said this to Nell. I don't think the outfield is a mess. I mean, and even he admitted later, yeah, the word mess may have been a little bit strong. When it comes to the outfield, a lot of it will be determined by whether Gardner comes back, what they do with Clint Frazier, a matter of when Hicks returns. So a lot of things have to happen here in the offseason, and a lot of things have to happen as far as Hicks's recovery, what happens with Clint Frazier. And as far as Clint Frazier, before I move on, and thanks for the comment, Nell, but before I move on, I do want to give a shout-out to Clint. Even though I've been hard on him at times, and rightfully so on this podcast, this was just downright brilliant, what he did the other day. So I'll give you some context if you didn't see it already. So he announced the other day on Twitter, and I assume on all of his social media platforms, that he was making a Twitch. Now, Twitch is really a platform that you post videos of yourself playing a video game, usually. That, that's usually what it's used for. And you can have your friends hooked up to it as well, and you could hear them talking. And you basically post it on social media, the video of you playing a video game. And Clint was playing a first-person shooter. I don't know if it was Call of Duty or another shooter. I didn't really pay that close of attention to the game. I was more paying attention to what he said, and thank God I did, because it was hysterical. <laughs> so, there were like a few barrels or like a couple of cans in the game, and he was holding a gun, of course, a first-person shooter. And he went up to them. And he was banging the gun into them, and he was like, all right, two or three bangs, change up. And his friends were dying laughing. That was the entertainment that I needed this past week. That was phenomenal. I was dying. He was saying, all right, two bangs, change up. And in the game, he'd go, boom, boom. <laughs> oh, my God, it was so great. Even Clint Frazier is throwing shade at the Astros. I mean, you know, you could be an Astros fan or a fan of any other fan base. You're like, wow, that's lame or whatever. I thought it was hysterical. I mean, it's it, you got to loosen up a little bit and just laugh in this life sometimes. I thought that was so funny. But I just had to give Clint that little shout-out there because I saw that on his Twitter from his Twitch, and I thought it was I thought it was hysterical. So <laughs> let's keep on going now that I gave Clint his well-deserved shout-out from his content this past week. So we had... At JT Ramazo says, 100% yes, we are missing that one stud number one pitcher. And imagine if the new pitching coach can get help, upgrade, and get the best out of our other starting pitchers. Well, that's true, Joe, and, I'm, and I apologize, Joe, if I botched the last part of that name. Ramazo, Ramazo, that's, those are my two attempts at it. Those are the two shots I'm taking in the dark, Joe. <laughs> but thank you for the comment regardless. Up next, we had at Laker 477, and he said, I voted no, because while he would be the ace of the staff, the rest of the rotation needs to do their job. The offense needs to step up their game, and the entire team needs to stay focused and play consistent baseball day in and day out in order to win it all. And yes, you're right. You are definitely right about that. The entire team needs to play into it also, and there's not going to be one guy that puts the entire team on his shoulders in a 162-game season, and obviously the playoffs, that just takes a team to the World Series single-handedly. The rest of the team has to help out as well, and as many have been quick to mention, and rightfully so in these comments, hit with runners in scoring position and get traffic on the bases in the playoffs, by God. That's a big, big thing, of course. Then we had at Scotty underscore does know. Cashman loves building a team. Drafting, waivers, minors, and free agent signings all play a part. He's been building depth over the past few years. 
Cole could become a nifty piece given his pitch style. Breaking in this team could become just like Cashman's horse, Nifty. All the pieces fit. <laughs> All right, Scotty. Then up next, we had my girlfriend at Vic Salimo says, yes, that's the tweet. <laughs> All right, another solid tweet. Another, another solid reply to the poll. <laughs> thank you, Vic. And also thank you, Scotty, as well. Up next, we had Cindy at Makeup underscore Mofo says he'll def- help a great deal, which means he'll definitely help a great deal, of course. But the rest of the team needs to back him up. And again, as I said earlier, he, of course, can't put the entire team on his back throughout the entire duration of the season. The rest of the team has to help out, too. Of course, you are right about that. Then we had at Rob Rodtech 0 Innings eater, and he will level up the competition in the rotation. That's definitely true, Rob. Then we had Tony Walker at KRang44. It probably does, but more importantly, Houston won't have him. And again, a lot of people also mentioning Houston not having him gives another clear advantage, and that is the truth. Then we had at the pinch hitter two. Their biggest problem against the Astros is that they didn't trust their starters deep in the games, and their bullpen got overworked. They got too many looks at them. Cole can give that one game where the bullpen isn't worked, and they will win in spectacular fashion. Now, while I think that that's a factor that they lost, again, I will bring up the fact, again, that it really was some games not even creating traffic on the bases, and others, mostly, this was the reason, not hitting with runners in scoring position and when they got big chances. Now, we had at VR Srinath said, I am really torn, and so I am going to abstain, and here's why. For all that the Yanks went through last season, the team still finished with 103 wins while not having full rotation, and in the ALCS, it was more the bats that let us down. He will help save the bullpen, but we need to stay healthy. And yes, that's such a big thing. Thank you for mentioning that. The health, especially after 2019, we should all be remembering that. Stay healthy. Thank you for that comment. Then we had at Todd underscore Kelleher. I would say that he would be a piece, but not necessarily the piece. I don't believe one person makes the whole difference. Well, I'm not saying the one person, you know, will change things drastically. I believe that we all feel that the Yankees, as they are now, are already a spectacular team with just a couple of faults. And just will Garrett Cole be the final piece in the puzzle, I guess, is what I'm trying to ask. So, yeah, I I understand what you're saying, though. Then we had at Matt Nick Monty. Cole would definitely be awesome to watch and would be a huge help, but I wouldn't guarantee a ring if he's signed. He won't be getting any hits with runners in scoring position. <laughs> That's true, Matt. That is true. Then we had at Paul Kluwer. Everyone says that it wasn't the pitching that lost us the ALCS, but what we're failing to realize is how much pressure a true shutdown ace takes off of the entire team. A lot more loose to the plate and fun to play behind, all while keeping the bullpen fresh. That's good reasoning, Paul. I, I can't disagree with that. Then we had at Galindo Tim. Nope, every player trying to hit the long ball, every guy trying to pull that outside pitch, not taking it the opposite way, especially when the shift is on like Hicks, Gardner, Sanchez, and Voigt, who only hit home runs, strike out, or walk. Lack of left-handed bats that can spread the ball. Things need change. Keep the line moving. All right, Tim. So obviously, yeah, there are a few things. And as far as the left-handed hitters are concerned, I'll just say this now. And I said this on previous episodes too. I do value having other hitters other than right-handed hitters in the lineup, and I do value the variety in a lineup. But the left-handed hitters inclusion is not a necessity in my opinion. I definitely do think that you can get by with a right-handed heavy lineup, as they did last year. I mean, excluding the ALCS, and of course I know a lot of you don't care about the regular season if there's a postseason failure, and I get that logic as well. I do. 
But at the same time, if you want to look at their general success throughout the regular season, the Yankees were one of the best offensive teams. And I know that there were a lot of points throughout the entire season that a lot of guys from AAA came up, and some of them might have been left-handed hitters like Mike Ford and Mike Talkman that were left-handed guys that also did damage. And that's, that's true. It is true. But at the same time, they also had great success from their right-handed hitters. And as long as they can still get success with that, you know, I don't think left-handed hitters are a necessity. It's a good thing to have. But I don't necessarily view that as a huge problem. I view it as that as something that could probably be fixed, but it's not a necessity. Right now, I think better starting pitching is a necessity. And I definitely think that when it comes to the playoffs, hitting with runners in scoring position and coming through when it matters is definitely a necessity. Otherwise, as Jell said earlier, you're going to get the same result if that continues to happen, if they don't hit with runners in scoring position or create traffic on the bases. So that's how I feel about that. But I do definitely understand your other concerns towards the team, Tim, and thank you for the comment. Then up next, we had at official 52011 underscore two. Having an ace is good, but our offense is the reason the Yankees didn't win in 2019. And you are right, in the ALCS, you are correct. Then we had at countryboy743. They have their pitching table setter. All right. Up next, we had at Glenn Carballo. Cole will be a factor. I am a constant skeptic of when Yankees sign pitchers. They're always big money and sometimes are hurt more than they play. <clears throat> Carl Pavano. <laughs> but thank you for the comment, Glenn. And your, your concerns are duly noted, and they're valid. They are. But we'll see what happens with Cole. Don't want to make any assumptions before it even happens. At Andrew underscore Lucas. They've been missing that workhorse and true ace. Sevy has shown glimpses, but hasn't put it all together. We know what we'll get in Cole if we sign him. This has a CC 2009 vibe to it, and it definitely does, and that's why CC went to him and spoke to Cole weeks and weeks ago in the beginning of the offseason, because their situations are nearly identical, and that's why I found the situation so cool when it was starting out, because if you recall the situation, CC and Cole are both West Coast guys, and in 2008, after CC finished the second half of the year with the Milwaukee Brewers, he had a choice to make, go back to the West Coast or go where the money was, and the New York Yankees shoveled out not just the money to CeCe, but the money to so many others, like Teixeira and A.J. Burnett, to the point where they spent a ridiculous amount of money. But the point of that I'm trying to say is, is that the Yankees shoveled out a ton of money to CeCe. He came here as opposed to going to the West Coast, and he had great success here. And he loved the town, he loved the fans, he loved the team, the organization, and he felt that with Garrett Cole, a West Coast guy, going into free agency and looking at some big, big money opportunities like CeCe was 10 years ago, he felt that he was similar to his situation over 10 years ago. So he went to Cole and spoke to him, and then of course when it came out, the reports that Garrett Cole didn't have any West Coast bias, then that makes things even better. And of course, CeCe talking to him, who knows if that helped things along or not for the Yankees, but apparently he and CeCe spoke at length about this sort of a thing, and CeCe can relate to him, so therefore Cole could have some respect with what CeCe's saying, because there is levity to it, because CeCe was in a similar situation with the same sort of things in the back of his mind, being from the West Coast, wanting a lot of money, wondering where to go to. So that's the point I'm trying to make. So it definitely does have a CeCe vibe to it, Andrew, I definitely agree with that. So we will see what happens with it. And thank you for the comment. At Javer31, he's the best pitcher in the game, and he's proved he can pitch in the playoffs. I would say that too. He had, he had himself a fine postseason. At Verena57, maybe they can win 104 games this year. I don't know if that's sarcastic or what. I'll, I'll take that as sarcastic. <laughs> I, I sense some sarcasm there, but maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> then we had at WimSJ. 
It helps, but doesn't put them over the top. They need another A-plus starter. So, obviously, you sound like someone that's in favor of them potentially getting Cole and Strasburg. I'm not exactly sure how realistic that is. I don't think it's realistic, but it sounds like you are a supporter of that sort of a thing happening. Then we had at Sean Young, too. Yeah, with the new pitching coach as well, better lineup with Paxson, Tanaka, Sevy, and Hap. And you also got to remember also guys like Montgomery. So, you know, you have, you have other options. So, yes, I, I do agree. That creates for a solid rotation. Then we had at Witorken Don. They need another bottom line starter or somebody that can pitch 3-4-5 in the rotation, like a Robbie Ray. There was obviously speculation with Robbie Ray at the trade deadline in 2019, but the Yankees would have had to have given up a lot for him, and it was just ridiculous. It was too much. So I, I guess I get that, but I think the Yankees need somebody that can really go out there and give them solid, solid innings like a Garrett Cole. But I do get that. I mean, I feel that they already have someone like that in the bullpen, like Chad Green, for instance. I mean, maybe they can find another that can do that. But I don't think that's a necessity right now. Definitely get Cole out of the way, for sure. But I, I guess I understand. And well, from the looks of it, that seems to be all the replies for the poll this week. Well over 30 replies, and we're at 300 votes now on the poll. So thank you to all of those that have voted on Twitter and those that are yet to vote on this poll that will later on. Just thank you for all the interaction, as always, every week on Twitter. Got a lot of feedback from these awesome followers that I have on Twitter, and I just want to say thank you as I do each and every single week. But we do have one more platform to go over, and that is Instagram for the very same poll, of course. So let's head on over there. Of course, the same question applies. If the Yankees are to sign Garrett Cole, Would you say he is the piece that puts them over to win in 2020? On Instagram, the results are as follows. The choice is, of course, yes or no. 75% said yes, and 25% so far said no. And we got a few replies as well. Let's start things off with my good friend from Twitter as well, but he replied on Instagram, at Justin Motsif. He actually said that he hit no instead of yes. He meant to hit yes, but he was his reply for it. He said, I think we have a good team, and we're just going to get better by adding Cole. Our weakness has been starting pitching, and Cole can help fix that. Okay, Justin, that is definitely valid. Then we add that girl Marina, and of course Marina, another Twitter person, but replied on Instagram. 100%, we had a great team this past season, but we couldn't execute because of the pitching. And I agree with that, Marina, but of course, I'm going to reiterate what I've said the entire podcast, as many others did say. Hitting, runners in scoring position, creating traffic on the bases at times, also a big problem with how they lost. Then we had my brother, WWE Scudero. He says, nah, bro, we need more. (laughs) One starting pitcher, even if it's Cole, isn't going to change everything. I certainly think it changes a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but thank you, Thomas, for applying. That's my brother, Thomas, as you heard. Nah, bro. <laughs> That's just how he talks. So then we had my brother's friend, Matt Schwartz.14. And thank you, Matt, for replying on Instagram every week yourself as well. You're a great listener, too. He says, Cole has proved to be a Cy Young caliber player, and that's exactly what the Yankees need. So, those are your replies on Instagram. And, of course, you already heard the replies and results on Twitter, as you did on Instagram. And again, one last thank you before the end of the episode, of course, for all the interaction on Yapping Yankees. You know that I appreciate it week in and week out, all of the comments and the votes and the likes and the retweets and the replies, just all of it. I thank you so much for that. And it creates for an even funner episode here on Yapping Yankees. It creates a very good time. 
So now that the poll segment is out of the way, let's get to the main talking points of the day, of course, of this past week. And really quick before we get to Garrett Cole, who, of course, is the main man, the main point of discussion for this week, as we've said many times. Really quick before we get to him, I do want to mention, as I did last week, that the winter meeting started today, the 8th. It will be going on the next few days until Thursday, December 12th, to be exact. And as I said last week, the winter meetings may be my favorite part of the entire offseason, with all the potential deals possibly coming to a head there, with the meetings of players, GMs, colleagues, all that good stuff. Hell, even the talks with Cole could be resolved by the end of the meetings. Only one way to find out, we wait and see. But speaking of Garrett Cole... Now let's talk about him a bit. Let's talk about him before we wrap up episode 25 on this fine Sunday. And of course, the fact that Cole is top priority right now. And even the Yankees have said that themselves, that he is a top priority. And it seems all other things that are to be handled, which could mean getting Gardner back and any and all other signings slash trades that they could be working on are put on the back burner until the Cole deal is solved. And that is awesome because it really shows me that the Yankees care about getting him. There's enthusiasm there. There's desire. And I really, really... Really love that because he is the clear and cut out target that the Yankees could really use going into 2020 and for many years into the future as well. So I just honestly love it. I love the energy that's going into getting Garrett Cole on behalf of the Yankees. So he's top priority. We all know that. The Yankees know that. And that makes for a very fun talking environment and a very fun time to be a Yankees fan. Now, the big piece of news I want to discuss is a report from Bob Clappish saying that he was told the Yankees have a seven-year, $245 million offer on the table for Cole. And others like John Heyman and Mark Feinstein said that no official offer has been made to Cole. But people did say it's a fair offer to assume. So if what Clappish said is true, and if this is on the table and offered to Cole, it's a huge deal and definitely, I'd say, a solid offer. It's already a record-breaker, surpassing Granke's $34.4 million average yearly earnings. And you knew it was going to be big after what someone like Zach Wheeler got, which I thought he was overpaid. He got signed to five years and $118 million with the Phillies this week. Over $20 million a year overpaid, if you ask me. So that automatically gets you thinking, gee, what's someone like Strasburg or Cole going to get paid? Now, again, if what Clappish says ends up becoming offered and true... I'd say it's a solid offer, $35 million per year. We obviously don't know if Cole would want more years or more money or what, but I wouldn't be surprised if it took more negotiating. Negotiating is a complex process, obviously. But this is what I love about the offseason, all the intensity, the excitement when someone this vital is on the market and things seem to be heating up. It's so much fun. We'll see what happens throughout the rest of the week with this situation and definitely many others since, again, the winter meetings are going on. Now, I'll give my take on the poll and what I thought of the question that I asked all of you for this week. And of course, I'm so happy to be talking about Cole this week, especially since it really seems to be heating up now, especially with the winter meetings here. And again, it'll be really, really cool to see if this does actually wrap up by some miracle. I personally don't think it does, but we'll see. There's probably going to be just a lot of negotiating and a lot of talking that goes into it. But we will see if this ends up wrapping up by the end of the winter meetings on Thursday, because that's when it ends. It goes from today until the 12th in San Diego. So I w- we'll just have to wait and see how, how it goes. It's awesome. But as far as what I believe, I 100% agree with those people saying it nearly is the piece to just have the 2020 World Series in the bag. However, the lack of hitting with runners in scoring position the last two postseasons, and at times even, in certain games, the lack of even getting traffic on the bases, 
That is certainly a cause of concern for me. And I think that will always hinder the Yankees' chances to win the World Series. And I think until they solve that problem, the World Series is never in the bag. I 100% agree with what Jell said and what many others said, what Laura said, what Tina said. I could not agree more with that sentiment. I, I truly believe that that is the right answer to all of this because a guy can go out there and give you eight shutout innings, and again, it's not going to do anything for him or the rest of the team if they don't score a single run the entire game because then guess what? Even after he's done in the game, it's still going to be no score. <laughs> so that's that. That's the point I'm trying to make. But I certainly do think that it gives them a remarkably better chance to win. I think it's nearly in the bag if they acquire him. Because again, I really like how the rotation is looking if you do get him. You have him, you have Severino, you have Paxton, you have Tanaka, you have Hap, you have Montgomery. And who knows if Hap will be better this year? Because, you know, again, for the vast majority of 2019, Hap was dreadful. And there were even a lot of parts of 2019 that Paxton wasn't good, but especially... For as many starts in a row as he did, like 13 starts in a row, particularly in the second half of the year, and especially in Game 5 in the American League Championship Series, which is where I truly believe he truly earned his pinstripes that night. Game 5 in the American League Championship Series in front of the Yankee crowd in Yankee Stadium. I definitely do think that that was a turning point for James Paxton, and I expect him to have a pretty dominant 2020 season. So with all those things considered, if Tanaka finds some consistency in the regular season like he does in the postseason, and if Severino stays on the field and he goes out there consistently, has good starts, doesn't burn out in the second half, finds consistency in the playoffs, and of course, if Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole, which we expect him to be, and if other factors, of course, go with with the offense... I think it's an unbelievable chance that the Yankees win. I think it certainly pushes things to, yeah, they're most likely going to win, but the failure with runners in scoring position always hinders me from saying that a little bit. And the most frustrating part about that is that throughout the regular season, in 2019 especially, they succeeded so much in that category with runners in scoring position, creating traffic on the bases, getting the runs in. Whether it was the next man up team on the field, or whether it was the regular Yankees on the field, or whether it was the regular Yankees mixed with some next man up guys, that was, throughout the entire season, the strength of this team. They were able to drive in runs at all times. And then in the playoffs, in the ALCS to be specific, it disappeared. And that's what makes it mostly frustrating because it was something they succeeded so massively in. It was such a strength of theirs throughout the entire regular season, and it was their downfall at the end of it all. So again, repeating what my official take is, I certainly agree that it mainly puts the World Series in the bag if they get him, but it hinders me from saying it a little bit for sure as long as those other issues with runners in scoring position and occasionally creating traffic on the bases in the playoffs, as long as those issues exist... I'm hesitant to say that it's definite. So that's my official take on it. I think that's very fair and very level-headed. And that's just how I feel on it. But as for Garrett Cole, I am so excited to see how this all wraps up. I'm looking at my phone at all times like a freaking crazy person. I can't wait for this thing to end and see how it all turns out, who he goes to, because it really seems like the two outlying teams are the Angels and the Yankees. And of course, at all times, I'm not ruling out any surprise team coming in on the mix. That could always happen. But I'm not, I'm not sure it will this time, and especially because I think the Yankees, being the huge market team that they are, as wealthy as they are, getting the ownership level approval, which I was so happy when that report came out of being able to offer them a record deal, 
I certainly think that the favorite here is the Yankees, and I can't wait to see how this all wraps up. If Garrett Cole signs here, you will get an emergency episode of Yapping Yankees, and we're just going to have a party. It's going to be like five or ten minutes of just celebrating. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Because really, again, as it was said in the replies, it does have a CC vibe to it, which was very exciting back in 2009. And you have to love the enthusiasm and the drive that they have and the dedication they have to signing any one man as they do with getting Garrett Cole right now. And I can't wait to see how it wraps up. But as of now, that is the end of episode 25 of Yapping Yankees. I want to thank you so much for listening as always. One last shout out to Team Left Jab. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, you know it. The list goes on. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab, guys. And while you're at it, be sure to follow me, Mike Scudero, on all social medias as well. You can find my Facebook fan page, at Mike Scudero NY, my Twitter, which of course you all know I am disgustingly active on, at Mike Scudero, and my Instagram as well, MikeScuds97. And as always, this will be a new thing to end the episode. I want to tip my cap to all of those that listen to this episode and all those that reply and vote and like and retweet the polls, whether it be on Instagram or Twitter. Your constant interaction, love, and support of Yapping Yankees, as always, is appreciated each and every week. I salute you and tip my cap to you. And I thank you 3,000 once more for listening. I'm Mike Scudero, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, December 15th, when I come at you with episode 26 of Yapping Yankees. Until then, stay warm, pray that the Yankees get Garrett Cole, and have yourselves a great week. Take care. Take care.